0: Again, that's ebaymotors.com.
1: It's Thursday. You know what that means. It means it's time to ignite the dynamite the day after the dynamite. And welcome to Day After Dynamite. I'm Will Washington. And I'm joined by... uh, As it says there at the bottom, uh, a Phil from Chicago. It is my Grapsity brother, my partner in crime, Mr. Philip Lindsay.
2: Hey, appreciate you having me on this momentous day for Chicagoans every (laughs) day, (laughs) everywhere.
1: Aren't they all? Welcome to Day After Dynamite, though. This is, again, a a story-worthy Day After Dynamite because the purpose of this show Really, it came about as an idea. And I mentioned this a couple weeks ago. When I pitched Day After Dynamite, the idea was that um, like Fightful, of course, has an AEW post show, and they're going to continue to have an AEW post show. We're going to continue to have an AEW post show because it's a good show. Um, And there is purpose behind doing a a post show. But sometimes, as the days progress, or as the day progresses, I will say because it's only the next day, um, news comes out about... Dynamite, literally the day before, um, things will come out that can change context to the way a match came off or the way a promo came off or injuries, ratings, like things like that. There's always news the next day. And so Day After Dynamite is here to um, the... <laughs> Sorry, I just got a text about uh, a funny story. Uh, so, anyway that's all for it busy day day. (laughs) busy day it's a busy day right because we recorded interviews this morning i was on the the media call with tony Khan earlier today um i guess there's stuff out of that to talk about uh and then doing this show immediately after this show fightful select subscribers me and phil will be back right after this show uh because we've got ask grap city coming up right here at the uh What is that? That's going to be at 5 p.m. Eastern, so uh, stay tuned for that. We'll be doing that, so jump on over after the show is over to Fightful Select, and me, Phil, and then Reg will also be there. Um, We've also got—I will be on Denise's channel. We're going to be previewing um, All Out and doing our predictions. Uh, And then after that, we've got tomorrow, a live edition of Grapsity. City. Uh, the full edition, I know that it's a Friday, but we've got Chicago Travels. There's also um, Clash at the Castle coming up. So me and Phil are actually going to be, uh, you know, we're, we're going to do our thing. Me, Phil, and Reg, we're going to do the full Grapsity. But then Saturday morning, there will still be an hour-long interview with Swerve Strickland one half of the aew world tag team champions he's gonna be joining us so we've got that on saturday there's just so much content so much to do so much to talk about leave us a like uh or a thumbs up is what i mean and uh, if you're not subscribed be sure to subscribe uh right here at uh, youtube.com slash fightful we also want your humper chats we want your super chats humperchats.com if you want to send us any chats really before the show um and all throughout as you're preparing you can do that um humperchats.com we also want your super chats um reading the chat right now they want to know why we were so late um just little things there's a lot going on today there's um there's a bunch of rumors and stuff floating around and uh i am staying kind of tight-lipped about some of them because i don't feel um i'm the person to put those out there or report that kind of stuff uh and i know that a lot of people are talking about some comments out of the media call we'll talk about about that on ask City. um and there's news uh reported by fightful select uh that was reported today or yesterday about bobby fish so we'll talk a little bit about that i also see jeremy lambert just made his way uh, into the <laughs> well, mix because there, there's not a, a a day after Dynamite without an appearance by Jeremy.
3: Will Washington! Mm-hmm. Jeremy! How are
1: you? I'm How are doing you? great.
3: Phil, it's good to see you.
2: Good to be seen, man. Kevin uh, Durant's the best.
3: <laughs> also, <laughs> <Phil> from Chicago.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is... This is what we do. Uh, How are you, Jeremy?
3: I'm good. I I got a shirt on AEW Shop.
0: Will has a theme on AEW Television. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time, but...
3: We're we're all getting paid by Tony Khan apparently. First off,
1: you did absolutely get the shirt. Mate, I am like blown away by this. I know we 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 (laughs) talked. You talked a little bit about it on Listen, Your Boy yesterday, but you like they asked you. They asked you for what episode it came from.
3: (laughs) Yes, they they asked me for what episode it was from. I knew about it (laughs) kind of in advance. This was. All because of an article almost a year ago, the tree semen article that that became a thing, yeah. and then it continued to become a thing. So,
2: the tree I, semen, yeah,
3: uh, <laughs> the, the tree semen article is wild. And you took the,
1: uh, you've been using that image. On uh, it's a meme. It, it's it's yeah, become a brand. Been, you have you've used it for every single. I mean, even our Brian articles you're not writing. They're officially just like. Yeah, the, it's the screenshot. It's the screenshot. Yes. Anything Brian has to say, you have the face
3: uh, associated with it. And now it's a fucking t-shirt. It's, uh, we cover the dumbest sport, but the, the best sport in the world. We <laughs> cover the dumbest sport <laughs> is a thousand percent true. <laughs> no, I, I'm so glad that
1: you have, you got that shirt made. And I'm so glad it's a thing. Nobody really even understands it, but I am.
3: Everybody was popping for it. Like their social numbers, you look at when they tweeted about that shirt compared to when they were tweeting about their other shirts. The big difference, the engagement that that shirt was getting compared to the other shirts. So Twitter loves it. You know, it's a a t-shirt company (laughs) that pops Twitter. Isn't that the AEW, like the line about them? That's what they've been. 2019 people were like,
1: (laughs) yeah, this is just a t-shirt company. And they're just there
3: to pop Twitter. And that's exactly what they did. So. I'm not going to stay long. Can I put you both over, and Reg, real quickly? Because I listen to the Swerve interview. I get early access to this stuff because I just log into the StreamYard and download hey. it. is uh, you guys, when you do these interviews, you unknowingly or knowingly create more work for me because I have to transcribe them and do yeah. articles about them. But I listen to the interview, and it is great. There will be articles up uh, through the weekend leading into all out, but great interview guys. I, I assume it's airing as part of Grapsody uh, tomorrow. So it's yes, going okay, to air Saturday. It's going to air. Okay. It's going to air Saturday. It's going to be in
1: place of the normal Grapsody on Saturday.
3: So, okay. Do you want me to hold off on an article until Saturday then? We will we have a creative meeting right now on the air. Okay. Let me think
1: about that because okay. I, I you, think let you let can me know. Create some, I think you can create some hype with a couple of quotes. So yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we'll drop great. that on on saturday but okay. you may get some pieces of it tomorrow
3: okay well i mean yeah, yeah, that's I've right. got creative meeting live
1: right here yes
3: <laughs> i've got the quotes written you just let me know when you want me to run stuff because i was gonna run a specific one for tomorrow so we'll talk about okay that. all right all right
0: so, thanks guys thank you, have Jeremy. a good show phil good to Appreciate see you. you
3: will good to see you as always bye guys and that my friends is a little bit
1: of fightful creative Happening right before your eyes. Uh, So, day after Dynamite. I have to tell you, I watched Dynamite ass backwards last night. Because uh, (laughs) I didn't even get home until probably three quarters of the way into the show. And so, uh, I was like, do I start it over? Nah, I want to see this um, Osprey and Aussie Open versus the Elite match like right now. And so I got home, and it was just in time for those entrances. So I watched all of that. I watched that match, the main event. And then after it was over, then I went back and started the show from the beginning and made my way through. But I didn't see anything until uh, way after. I had to stay away from all of it. But I, it was a complete backwards edition of Dynamite for me. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I did but not the same way a lot of people did because I didn't get it the way everybody else did. It was, it was different for me. Um, but but I just came in like hot for the main event and, uh, I had finished the main event and I was like, that's it. That's, uh, (laughs) I was like, if this was all I watched from dynamite, this was a 10 episode. Um, but obviously there's a lot more to watch. So then I had to go back and see what else was going on. But I had already seen, the, uh, the all out card Because I did see the match graphics That they showed right before the main event So I'm like okay So something happened with Punk and Mox On this show The question is what How did we get there So I'm not going to review the show In the order that I watched it But I just want to say That because I watched it that way I actually ended up watching the main event twice Because of the fact that I went back go watched the show Can't from go the beginning, wrong And uh, yeah it was Just loved it Great stuff um, So, yeah, I did want to talk about the Fightful Select story that dropped about Bobby Fish. And then uh, PW Insider seems to have confirmed that Bobby Fish's contract actually expired like three days ago. Um, and so, yeah, Bobby Fish is out of AEW. Um, it was one of those kind of should have known kind of things. Like, he's been very vocal lately. And he spent last week just like trashing CM Punk on Twitter say like, he would
2: go to war for Triple H out of nowhere,
1: yeah. Saying he would go to war for Triple H, in um, Bobby Fisher's case, that would be World War One. But uh, the, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Bobby said he would go to war for Triple H. There was just a lot happening there, and uh, yeah, Bobby. You know, it was clear there was definitely something with him and Punk. Uh, a lot of people have been pointing out the the match that Punk and Bobby Fish had, uh, where Bobby kicked out of uh, uh, after Go to Sleep at like three and a half. Right, it was the one, two, three kick out. Gotta <laughs> look strong, like, brother.
2: Gotta stay strong. Of all people, though, Bobby <laughs> Fish
1: kicking out of uh, Go to sl- after Go to Sleep, um, and it was like one of. Uh, it was one of CM Punk's earliest matches in AEW, so that's not a match that you want somebody making go to sleep look bad. And I felt like Bobby did in that match, but here we are. What's um, strong, brother. Now being asked, uh, Caden wants to know: Will anything on the tweet Raj put out? I don't know. Raj has been tweeting a lot today. Uh, so he's been tweeting
2: a whole lot since last night.
1: So I, I don't know, uh, in particular, which one you're referring to um and (laughs) uh, i'll say this uh i probably know everything you're referring to um yes okay the one you're asking about Caden. uh yes i know who you're talking about that's or i know who he's talking about that's not my place to put that one out there um and so that's that uh but the as far as the Bobby fish story is concerned. The, the biggest concern of course, is the fact that the last time we saw Bobby fish on TV, he was part of a big angle that resulted in the bucks turning face being realigned with Hangman, um, And everything that led to Kenny's return, which everybody was assuming was eventually going to lead to the undisputed, whatever we're calling them, if they're not the elite anymore, um, but undisputed elite versus uh, the, um, the elite. And that, I think it was pretty obvious that's where um, things were supposed to be leading. But as far as that's concerned, how do we get there now? Do we can't? Like, what's well, I mean, the story? Yeah.
2: Then? When were we gonna get that anyway? Because it sounds like Kyle's gonna be out for a while. Uh, we don't have an update on Adam Cole's injury either. So when are they gonna be back on TV? That's the question. I that think was Cole this before might that.
1: be. I think Cole might be sooner than later, but um, yeah, I know Kyle was supposed to be out a while. Yeah. The, I think the concern, of course, is over more so. Um, again, like I said, we we don't have Bobby Fish here and I can see what, what Bobby's concerns might've been. He had been voicing, complaints on social uh, on his interviews and stuff on a podcast he's apparently been doing i didn't know he had a podcast but um yeah bobby fish uh, doing undisputed a
2: podcast. with uh bobby fish or something like that sorry if i'm getting your podcast name wrong bobby
1: i mean i'm sorry i guess the, all the old wrestlers have podcasts now so it just all right <laughs> um <Yeah>. but <laughs> <laughs> but uh bobby fish doing a podcast. like i didn't know he was doing a podcast but the I've seen all the quotes. I didn't realize that's where a lot of them were coming from, but he's talked about wanting more matches and things like that. And I think it was kind of clear that, uh, to me, I felt like Bobby fish felt in so many ways, like bait for, um, getting Kyle (laughs) O'Reilly.
2: Ryan Sullivan. Is that true? I'm sorry if I cut you off. Uh,
1: (laughs) yeah, I saw that too. Uh, that would be interesting. But, yeah, Yo. so Bobby, I, I felt like he was used kind of as bait to get Kyle O'Reilly over because they wanted to do kind of Red Dragon stuff. And the, 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 the concern there, of course, was that once they got Kyle, it was clear that they were running a lot with Kyle, right? Kyle was getting the singles matches. Um, in every single scenario where the Undisputed Elite lost, Bobby was the one who got pinned. Uh, and they really were only using him as like the fodder of the group, but, and yeah, I actually Redmond in the chat says fish bait. I actually said that when I had the <laughs> conversation with Phil and Reg yesterday when I was like, I think he was used as bait. It was like no pun intended because I, I recognize what we were saying there. He was,
2: uh, he was, uh, giving, uh, Adam Cole and uh, Kyle O'Reilly a reason to be there. Okay. I'll log off now. <laughs>
1: And so, yeah, I, I I don't know what they do going forward, but the fact that they don't have the full undisputed elite versus uh, the elite feud to do, um, that does suck, especially considering last night we did get to see that Kenny is there. He is back in full form. Um,
2: um, yeah. I, does it sound like uh, there's just no plan? back at all or is he just out of his contract for
1: now um my understanding as of now is that his contract was actually up like a couple days ago like he's not under contract anymore Um, oh wow
2: oh i did see that because he's been taking bookings and he's doing a seminar too
1: yeah so that's that's my understanding of it um there's other stuff but uh not that's that's out there on uh, any of it but yeah i don't know Um, Hey, man.
2: Listen, I don't want to kick the guys back in. Uh, Bobby had some good matches when he came in straight away. Um, That that match he had with Brian is still really, really good. Uh, But if I had a chance to choose, if this is a chance to trade up and get uh, Roderick Strong there (laughs) instead of Bobby Fish, I'm taking Roddy every day of the week.
1: Yeah. I mean, some are saying that Bobby Fish would... uh... Probably go back and, and team with with Roddy. I don't know. Um, Maybe. And uh, the only thing I'm finding interesting, truly, is that Bobby Fish was only released from WWE in August of last year. And so the part I found interesting, and the reason I was surprised by all of this, is that uh, so he didn't even get a year contract. He was yeah, because he, Cause he in came in
2: for- in October, right?
1: He came in in October because, like I said, Bobby was released from WWE August 6th of last year, I believe. And then Mm -hmm. he went and worked MLW and then came into AEW. None of it makes any sense to me. God. Yeah.
2: It it feels like this entire year just flew by.
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like, it's. uh, That's why I was very surprised to hear that um, there wasn't any time left. uh, Hmm. And. We'll, we'll see where that goes. But, yeah, as far as what's going on now. So, Moxley kicked off the show. And Moxley decided to to let Chicago know <laughs> that he don't give a fuck if, uh, if Chicago Phil is your boy. Uh, and he had some great digs. Um, almost to the point of where I said last week that part of why I liked Moxley squashing punk, and I know a lot of people didn't, but part of why I liked Moxley squashing punk was that he, I felt like punk needed to get checked for the stuff he was saying about Moxley the week before that usually if a wrestler comes off a little too strong, you kind of got to bring him down a peg. Um, I felt that about like, uh, in hindsight, for example, you know, a lot of people were wondering, when I think about WrestleMania 28, right, the build-up to biggest main event in the history of pro wrestling, The Rock versus John Cena. Um, when that build-up was happening, a lot of people were like, why is Cena just getting to say all this shit about The Rock, but The Rock feels like he's kind of being handcuffed in the stuff he can say about Cena? Well, it's because Rock won, right? Like, it was... Yeah. Uh, that Cena got to say all that stuff because Cena was the guy who was going to get checked for it. Whereas uh, Rock kind of needed to be held back a little bit to make sure that he doesn't make Cena look too bad because he's already going to beat him anyway. And in this case, Moxley, like Punk got some good digs in on Moxley a couple weeks ago on the mic. And uh, I felt like Mox had a decent comeback, but it wasn't as good as, as Punk's offense so in the ring, of course, that cocky-ass CM Punk and all the stuff he was saying about Moxley got checked. And that's yeah. right. That's how that should go. Um, now, it should it have gone three minutes. I don't know. But uh, it was definitely I, surprising. I and personally
2: it... liked the squash a lot. Right. Uh, I, I, I thought it was great. I thought it added to this build. And so him coming out and having this opening segment, I thought he killed it. I thought mm-hmm. all of his digs were on point. I thought... Uh, basically his victory lap in chicago was incredible um yeah. and i'm sure we're going to get to it on his second time out but the energy when he came out at the opening of the show and we came out later night and day uh this was uh again to go back to my rocky 3 analogy from grab city last week um this was uh this was clubber after he beat rocky on top of the on 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 the third rope yelling didn't i tell you i could do it uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it, <was. laughs> it absolutely was hey i want to read a couple of super chats uh that we got here king of the north says uh does bobby's podcast get nominated at the festies
2: um i don't know man it's a it's a secret society all we ask is trust over there uh, i've heard he is into other secret societies i'll leave it at that.
1: <laughs> Jay Blood says Bobby betted all on that kickout. I mean, hey
2: man, sometimes that... you gotta bet on yourself, man
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nah, you don't kick out at three point5 one two three kick out. you don't kick out like that's I don't know what he was thinking there, but yeah,
2: you do you gotta stay strong, brother. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's Bobby Fish. So, uh, I don't know the, so yeah, I, I, like I said, I liked a lot of Mox's digs here, but I'll say this, the crowd energy completely shifted when Moxley said, I'm doing an open contract and you could hear almost everybody collectively say under their breath, MJF, MJF. You could like hear it like going through. And there was a few people trying to start chants. Um, and really up until a steel came out, Nobody knew what the open challenge was going to be. but I saw Mox, some people
2: that were still questioning it once Ace came out there and collected the contract. Um, yeah. But um, I, of course, knew where they were going with this before the episode even started. So, <laughs> I mean, come on. But no, I, I this, this opening segment was very good. Um, I thought Mox cut probably one of the best promos of his career here. Um, I enjoyed this thoroughly.
1: Yeah, um, I did as well. I thought this was was uh, just a great piece of business there, Jr. Um, and then we had a uh, we had the opening match, which was Brian Danielson versus um, Jake Hager. Now, I'll say this: I haven't cared much at all for Jake Hager matches, uh, and I probably never will, but this was good and i've always said brian is the best all-time in ring and part of what makes brian so good in the ring is how much he can draw you to his opponents and make his opponents work and matter and that's not to say that jake hager is even an inherently bad wrestler because jake hager's had good matches um yeah have they been in aew i don't know but
2: uh uh, i i I really like the Claudio match Mm-hmm. Um, and then the match with Wardlow wasn't bad. The first one, one of them. Yeah, that's right. Not, that was
1: definitely, yeah. okay. He hasn't been so bad, but so he, I think he had about three matches. Yeah. I, I I think that some people fall back on the idea that, uh, he had that really bad stinker with Moxley that, um. Uh, uh and and the the,
2: the worked mma fight that i did not enjoy
1: oh that sucked too but yeah (laughs) hager and brian here they were great they were great together um and uh they both employed a lot of their technical ability here like i just thought it was great um and of course before the match there was a promo from chris jericho And Daniel Garcia came and pledged his allegiance to the Jericho Appreciation Society and he wanted to see Jericho beat Brian but he wanted to see Lionheart Chris Jericho beat the American Dragon and not in a, he said, without any of the backhanded stuff, without any of the underhanded stuff, prove to me that you're the wrestler I think you could be. And he's like, well you're, and prove that you're the technical sports entertainer that I know you are. And uh, after the match was over, Jericho uh, goes to attack Brian with the steel chair. Daniel Garcia takes the steel chair. Mm-hmm. Um, Jericho's like, What are you doing? He turns around and gets hit with a bicycle knee. And Brian stands tall. Garcia looks confused. I'm looking forward to this, actually. Uh, somebody asked me on Twitter, and I'm sorry I forgot who asked me, what I thought was going to be the match of the weekend this weekend. Now, my gut says it's going to be Rollins and Riddle, but uh, I said I think that Jericho and Brian may end up doing something special.
2: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Go back
1: there. You think <laughs> who's going to be match of the weekend? I think it's going to be Rollins and Riddle. I think they will have the match of the weekend this weekend. Um,
2: I see that my but...
1: shining influence
2: has somehow seeped. <laughs>
1: No, that's just me being logical, all right? Because, look, Seth, I I have said that um, I've come around a little bit in that Visionary Seth. I think Visionary Seth was better to me pretty much since the Cody feud. I was not a fan of um, how much of a goofball he was really a lot of the year prior. But I think that in the Cody feud, I think Cody helped kind of bring rollins to earth and be more of like a, an actual person and since so then i've come would, back around on him so
2: would you say that i was right
1: no i think the stuff earlier this year like I, fucking
2: stunk it, it's, and it's I think, okay it's okay <laughs> I, I, i'll take it but i feel like a slither of you knows i was right
1: just a slither. No, okay i Okay. <laughs> look i've bit. always said rollins is a great wrestler i've said that for years i've been doing this a long time <laughs> but as far as like and I, and I thought babyface Rollins, I, like, I was a big fan of Monday Night Rollins. But um, as far as the visionary is concerned, I thought it was almost just a little bit of a bridge too far in terms of being um, over the top and silly. That's all. Um, and I think really in the, the Riddle feud especially too, he's really come down to earth and, and come off more of just like a jerk. And same with Riddle. Riddle is another character that I thought was awful on the main roster, and I could not stand anything Riddle's been involved Gang. in on the main roster. But I'll give Hunter credit. He knows how to handle Riddle better than Vince did. And that Riddle's, just, Vince just kind of had this idea of, hey, this is what I think stoners act like. Um, yeah, I hate where it. <laughs> I, I hated I hate it. all of that. But I think that uh, just this last month, and some of the more serious stuff has been much better. Um and that's I the agree. raw review you're gonna get on Day After Dynamite. But uh...
2: <laughs> Um No man, I, I think that uh was very good, but it's hard to have a bad match with Brian. Um mm-hmm. this match was good, it was hard hitting. Um it felt like Brian had to work for this win. Uh man, I think that we don't give Brian the credit he deserves for how good he sells. Um okay. Because
1: I was uh, going to say, for us, the guys who sit around calling Brian the greatest of all time. No, no, anything, I just mean, with, yeah, I know what you mean. I just mean aspects of
2: he sells and the way he tells a story in a ring. I don't think he gets enough credit for it. Um,
0: because uh, I have important trade news, and it isn't Donovan Mitchell. It has been agreed. Grapsity is being traded for zero news. 74 third round draft picks <laughs> and Laurie Markkinen. I had to get Markinen.
3: Had to get yeah. Markkinen.
0: <laughs> Remember when Mark,
2: people thought Markinen was going to be a thing in Chicago? I didn't. Bron came out and was like, he's the future. And I never believed. I kept telling people, I've been a Bulls fan for a long time. We've drafted that same player like four <laughs> years in a row. Um, <laughs> I just didn't believe. <laughs> I'm serious. Look, Laurie Markinen, um, Miritich. Uh,
0: yeah, it's true. That is true. There are
2: several other white point power forwards that can shoot that are the same player. They've been trying to draft Nick Collison for five years.
0: <laughs> but I mean, yeah, Miritich got punched to a different continent. Was yeah, it Bobby And, and then went that to New beat?
2: Orleans and played great.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just wanted you to know that I, I got a, a wealth of draft picks that I'm sure won't turn into bearded European white guys that never end up podcasting for <laughs> me. <laughs> Have a nice <laughs>
1: Um Oh, and Sean didn't even address, because I heard him on, uh, and he'll probably come back after I say something. There he goes. Uh, so I happened to watch the list in your boy. Um and you called us out for racial profile. Yeah, with that Wait.
2: those
0: accents. Phil was the only one that didn't. I just want to point no, that no. out. I didn't, I didn't
2: feel comfortable. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't feel exactly. Comfortable. <laughs> he knew I didn't feel comfortable. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: no. Yeah, I mean Denise's. Look, I will were... no, I, I will say that mine is really It's kind of like when everybody says that nobody does a good Bill Cosby impersonation. Everybody does an impersonation of Eddie Murphy doing Bill Cosby. So, like, mine is really, like, a bad impersonation of Denise's impersonation
0: of Sean. I used to call into the WrestleZone's radio show in the 2000s and pretend I was Bill Cosby, and that makes me feel really bad in retrospect. (laughs) Yo. Yo. (laughs) i would do the impersonation well the eddie murphy impersonation right That's yeah it.
2: i i was also very uncomfortable when i saw the screenshot of us all unscreened with those masks i was like this looks like A the tape situation. you send yeah yeah this this looks like the tape you send after the kidnapping when you're asking for the <laughs> ransom I oh like, i
0: couldn't believe that he got so many people to do those i was very i was like why why i hate those paper masks but Uh, He was was absolutely right, though, about mine and that um, I don't know what happened
1: to mine, but all of a sudden, I didn't have it, so I was like, uh, he said, do you want me to send you a new mask? I'm like, no, just send me the file, and I'll just, like, print it. So literally, it's still sitting right in front of me. But this is just paper. It's just paper with scotch tape. (laughs) Denise's accent
0: is so over the top that it's like a cartoon. Mm -hmm. You and Reg... It was just enough to be disrespectful. Oh,
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> Come
0: on, as much as we
2: put you over, we started the SRS chant. Come on, man.
0: I, don't, like, look, I okay. mean, I, I had a song. I had that song made years ago, by the way. I just never used it. But it was very crude. It was just me going, SRS. <laughs> over top, Kobe Kingston's theme. No, nah, uh, we
1: got it. No, we've got the music production value over here. We'll get it done. No, seriously. Mine was just trying to do a bad impersonation of Denise's impersonation. Oh, Uh, I was joking anyway. (laughs) Either way. Yes, I was profiled. Me and all the other Kentuckians. I literally sat here. Matter of fact, I still have the scraps from it. Um, So I literally sat here with with my little switchblade and cutting little circles in the eyes. If you haven't seen it, uh, it's this week's edition of List In
0: Your Boy. Truly hate um, those masks. <laughs> they're, they're yeah, terrible. mines
2: came almost torn in half because somebody ripped the envelope. And so I had to, like, tape mines back together. It was a mess. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah. Reg has just got set on fire like his car. Like, <laughs> yeah. I guess the way so, it happened. <laughs> enjoying the show. Thank you, guys. Well, thank you for stopping Appreciate through, you. Sean Ross Appreciate Sapp. you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and... That is your Sean Ross Sap cameo for day after Dynamite. Um,
2: um, yeah, but no, this was great. What I was saying, um, we don't give uh Brian enough credit for his cell because the sell he did after he got slammed through that table, and he immediately grabbed his head I was His like, head
1: oh. yeah, oh my <laughs> god he he knows because even if you were paying enough attention and are like his head didn't do anything there, but you know that that's the thing brian's got to sell more than anything else it's It's great shit um. Yeah, yeah, but that,
2: yeah, I love it. Good match. Um, I've said before, I think everything they do are doing with Garcia is tremendous. Um, I think he's possibly got one of the best storylines going right now in the company. Uh, the way they're doing this, will he want he leave JAS thing and this back and forth with between Brian and Jericho is great. Um, the way that he is building up to his big Buffalo match is also great. Him coming out with the Griselda merch on two weeks in a row. So you pretty much know he's gonna do something with Westside Gun in his hometown uh, next week on Dynamite. And he's getting the pure title match. He's getting a rematch with Yuta, which I think he's going to win. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm excited for everything they're doing with Garcia.
1: I am too. So uh, I, oh, that's an interesting stat. Um, Sorry, I just pulled up uh, Matt Jackson's um, cage match for a different reason. But you know how cage match keeps 100 matches per page. So last night was Matt Jackson's 99th match since AEW began. Wow. Because the next one will give him 100 matches uh, since starting AEW. Now, of course, he's wrestled elsewhere because he wrestled House of Glory. He wrestled um, in AAA and... Uh, the like, but officially he has a full page. Very few people have like a full page of AEW matches. Um, <laughs> Cause there, there just hasn't been the time to have a hundred, but he's pretty close. Yeah. Um,
2: um, by the way, I didn't answer that question. What do I think of the Cleveland trade? I think it's a great trade for them. Um, I don't think they're losing anything by, by trading Colin Saxon because they still have Garland um, and that backcourt of Garland and Mitchell is going to be dope. Um, Cleveland was very good last year. They just missed the playoffs because of the play-in tournament. So I think they easily make the playoffs this year. Uh, Yeah, I'm excited for what that team's going to do.
1: All right. Well, continuing on. And by the way, this match, solid B for me. Solid B. Uh, Let's see. We got um, a couple of Humper Chats, by the way. Uh, Van Twinblade, always good with the Humper Chats, says, just one very important Glory Pro update uh, Camaro versus <laughs> Outlaw uh, from the Crown of Glory title. But this weekend at BWM, um, which you'll be at, correct? Yes, I will be there. Yes. Um, says uh, 2D and technical difficulties versus FOE is going to be a W for team, hashtag team ambition. STL is already our city. Now we take Chicago.
2: I don't know about all that, but. How
1: are you? (laughs) And uh, Alicia says uh, Missed half the show because I had to watch the goat play tennis. Um, Good reason. Yeah. So let me tell you guys Um, I don't have like traditional cable. I have direct TV stream and I've told the story before, not here on this show, but part of the reason I have direct TV stream was because I was beta tested for it in 2016. And they gave me a deal where, um, as long as I keep the account, I have the highest package with every single channel they offer for the lowest amount available. And so that's pretty cool. So I've kept my direct TV stream. Um, but then also to save me money on DirecTV Stream, my brother, me, and my dad all split it. So uh, we all have it installed on our TVs, and then we just we can all watch DirecTV Stream on our TVs. But you can only have three streams going at a time. Yep. So I was pissed yesterday when I got home to watch Dynamite, and I get the thing at me that says, you've maxed out <laughs> on streams. And I'm like, somebody <laughs> is using more than one, because it's supposed to be my, me, my brother, my dad. And... Uh, but apparently my mom wanted to watch tennis in the other room uh, where my dad was also watching um, tennis in the living room. And so therefore, and like we had a deal, it was supposed to be only one TV in their house and each of our houses would ever be using it at a time. So that way we always know at least one person responsible. Like it's one of those if we give the password out to a fourth person, we're screwed. So, therefore, it strictly stays between us three. And the fact that I tried to watch something and couldn't, like, legit made me angry. Yeah. (laughs) Because Um, I'm like, somebody's breaking the rules. And then, then, uh, but again, it was the families all trying to watch Serena do what Serena does, because Serena is truly the GOAT. Um, I haven't cared about tennis for... Much more than seeing Venus and Serena do what they do. And eventually, it just became watching Serena do what she does. Um, and I don't know. And she's fine, too. Like, nah, I have always been a, be I, I've been a Serena fan for a long time. Big yeah, Serena fan. Pretty um, much. Yeah, yeah, it's been 20 years. Yeah. King. By the way, King Richard is an excellent
2: movie, by the way. I just saw that recently. Very good movie. Um, yes. So, nah, yeah absolutely the GOAT. One of the greatest athletes we've ever seen. Not one of the greatest female athletes. One of the greatest athletes we've one ever of the greatest seen. greatest athletes, period. 20. Yeah.
1: No, she is the, the Jordan of the sport. And that's um, because regardless, I don't feel like anybody has brought as many eyes to it as she has. And For sure. And that's just what it is. Um, like, I know people bring up Roger Federer, but like, I just feel like as far as mainstream stars are concerned. Um, she dated Drake. <laughs> like that's, I'm sorry, and,
2: it's, and Chicago's own common sense. She did started started the beef between those two. Uh, uh-huh. We got that great uh, got that great line from Common: "You ain't wet nothing, you Canada dry."
1: <laughs> that's such a great line. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so that was. Either way, I think it's it, it's just. Uh, she's so great but continuing on with dynamite we then had a uh what came next sorry i have the results like right in front of me oh yeah that's why i couldn't remember because it was a fucking weird segment wingman baby so wingmen are in the ring and uh already it's like what is happening here the wingman Coming back from the
2: commercials to the wingmen. You haven't
1: used this group on television (laughs) in well over a year. And even when you did, they were just, like, squashed. So, what's happening here? And then, music hits. Again, still confused. And all of a sudden, you see it's W. Morrissey. Again, still confused. Uh, And he comes, beats the crap out of these guys. Still confused. And then he hits... (laughs) Then he hits the stage and look, I think W Morrissey looks phenomenal. He looks like, um, if you were like making an edge, creator wrestler in, in a game, and then all of a sudden went to like the size thing and just started hitting right until it got bigger. Um, that to me is what you did. That's who W Morrissey is. He is giant edge and he's in the best shape of his career. I remember in 2018, he kind of had the the little potbelly thing going on. Like, he looks great. And he was doing great work in Impact. So I think he should get work somewhere. Yeah. Then Stokely comes out and hands him his last card. Or a card. I don't know if it was the last. but I think it's uh, the last card. Tony Schiavone asks him what's going on. Stokely grabs Tony.
2: Rolls up on on Schiavone. (laughs) Got in my man's face. None of his
1: business and then uh leaves and then afterwards and this was a little weird i wonder what's going on with this stokely then tweeted all out uh question mark i'm out exclamation point and then uh, deactivated
2: yeah curious um it does add some credence to people's belief that he's building this uh stable for somebody that is not back yet um i don't know if i believe that quite yet but it no. is interesting. Um, it is interesting. This uh this segment served its purpose. Uh I was one of those people that was like, I don't understand Ryan Nemeth's humor for a long time. But I've since come along because of the BTE segments and some of I the BT ex- some of the BTE I, segments are so much funnier than I expect them to be. Like just I'm, him I'm not his house-
1: I, I, as somebody who's seen BTE every week. I skipped those Ryan Nimitz segments. I don't know if they're actually funny because I've never actually seen one. Like he literally comes on the screen and I start pushing the right arrow. Should I be watching Um, those?
2: um, Some of them are funny. Like some, he's like talking to his dog about smart questions and his dog is just like not responding. That stuff is funny to me. Um, A lot of it is just weird. Uh, I I feel like you've got to get his weird humor, Uh, but some of it is funny. Um, So, um and i just think peter avalon is hilarious i think that i think the hair i think everything about him the music video he did on bt's was hilarious i love peter avalon so it is funny that they were picked as the jobbers for him to beat up um coming straight from commercial break um it did feel a little bit arbitrary but it served its purpose um i I'm a bit indifferent to Debbie Morrissey. I think he's gotten a fantastic shape, like you said. I think that he actually had a pretty good run with impact. Um, So people that are like, he can't wrestle, I don't agree with that. I do think he can wrestle. Um, He hasn't really done a character, um, but I do think he has the potential to be um, solid, to be like a solid mid-carder or better. Um, And I mean, the beatdown looked good, but I don't know. I think if anything, the match he had when he came over and he did the match with Warlow, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I think if that was his audition to get on the roster, I think it was an impressive uh, showing for him. And so if we get more of that more, I'm interested.
1: Yeah, same. Um, But yeah, I'm just curious where it's all going. As I said, I'm I'm confused, but uh, it's cool. So um, we then saw... A tag match: Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter versus Hikaru Shida and Tony Storm. Look, guys, resident Hikaru Shida fan here. Big, big Shida marks. Big Shida mark. Massive Shida mark here. I literally bought her shirt that she released yesterday. I also own the previous three. <laughs> and uh, also, despite the fact that you know. This weekend in Chicago, I I'll have the ability to, to connect with uh, some of my favorite talents and and friends of mine. Still bought the Hikaru Shida meet and greet because uh, no, Sheeta's is the best. She's my favorite. She is the best. Uh, she's my favorite wrestler um, in the biz today, and a big part of the reason why I feel that is illustrated here. I feel, as far as AEW is concerned, when you look at the women's roster in AEW, every uh, every woman on the roster, with very few exceptions. Of course, there are some, but every woman on the roster has had their best performance with Hikaru Shida. Um, Correct, and it's like I want to see Shida and Jamie Hayter now. Like, how come we haven't gotten that yet? Right? Uh, I I think Shida and Tony Storm would kill it. But everybody. She makes everybody that she steps in with better. When you think about how the conversation around Ty Conti was, yeah, maybe she's got it. Maybe she got it. She stepped in with Sheeta, and all of a sudden people were like, hey, you got to do something with Ty Conti, right? Um, and Penelope Ford. I kept Penelope telling people
2: t- Penelope was underrated. She got that match. People were like, wait a minute. She Pen- looks. Uh, yeah, she
1: looks after good. that match, people were like, wait, Penelope Ford? Really? And that's always how it goes. When somebody steps in with Sheeta. she makes her opponents look great, and she makes them step up. And, like, this was another case of she was in this tag match. And I don't know. Something about the energy of it was just go, 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 go. But this was great. Um, Britt um, Baker. Yeah, I...
2: Um, I do sh- think Shida should have been on TV more, but I, the yes. thing that I think Sheeta has improved the most at since she's been away is emoting as a babyface and getting the crowd um, hyped with her. The way that she's now gotten um, used to American wrestling, and that's not to say she hadn't wrestled here a lot, but I think wrestling here consistently... She got used to the differences between the American crowd and the Japanese crowd. So now she said
1: that she went and took uh, she said part of the reason that she wasn't on TV um, after losing the title was that she went and took acting lessons. And that's what she wanted was uh, she realized how much of the American audience was clamoring for that because or how much American wrestling relies on that. Because as she said, um, she. She had the, tech, the 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 in-ring skill. She's been wrestling 14 years. She's got that down. She's had banger match after banger match after banger match. Um, and also, somebody said something in the chat in Japanese, and I kind of want to like translate that. Um, <laughs> but,
2: uh, uh, but but yeah, just the way that she emotes now. Like um, I know that everybody was thirsting over her, ripping her gear over and slapping her chest. Um, but that was just such a cool moment because she was like, no, give me the chops. And it was just such a cool moment of her firing up and there were so many moments like that in this match of her um cutting off the ring and keeping hater on their side and Mm -hmm. getting the crowd into it and clapping before she got and tony and it worked the crowd was into it every time she pointed to them every time she was like come on get into the match they would get into it um and i feel like that's the most we've seen uh AW fans invested in women's matches in a while. And I think that's the job of a of a good babyface. That's the mark of a good babyface to yeah. get the crowd into this match with you. And so yeah, I think she has just approved leaps and bounds. As was. Um Yeah,
1: but and like I said cuz a big thing about um the feud she had with um with Serena Deep, right? She uh that was a big part of getting to showcase what she had kind of been picking up in taking those those right. the acting lessons she had right where um, she got to kind of show a whole lot more fire and emotion and anger against uh, against Serena Deeb in a way she never got to before because it just wasn't it wasn't part of the 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 requisite for being a performer um, being a Joshi performer right it's it's more right. so about the intensity brought in the ring and uh for me that's good enough. But I recognize for a lot of audiences it's not. Uh and yeah so... um,
2: Yeah. I was excited watching this match. Not only was the match good, but come on. I I'm a big Sheeta fan. Watching her get the reaction I know she deserves in front of that crowd was great. And then she got the win. She um got the so win. I rent. was excited. Yes. Um Yeah, I kinda wanna see her win this weekend. I don't think she's <laughs> going to, but I wouldn't be mad if she did. Um, I'm already excited that we're getting to see her wrestle this weekend. So, yeah. Uh, I'm Good glad enough that
1: regardless. it all came together. And she is getting a championship match, as I pointed out last week. Um, because of the circumstances, she's officially the only woman to have competed on the main card of every all-out. That should remain true until she's no longer wrestling. Um, because now it's a thing. Now you just got to keep going. Yeah. Uh, we had a, you know who was also pretty good here? And by the way, I give this match B, solid B. Again, we're just cruising through, great B. Then we had Kip Sabian. Kip Sabian has me interested. This is the first time we've gotten to hear from him. I wasn't sure what was going to happen outside of the box stuff, but I am interested. It was actually pretty good.
2: I agree. I've been digging the, the Kip stuff for a while. I did an article for Bleach Report a few months ago where it was like, what are the best hidden gems at AEW and WWE? And Kip Sabian was the guy I picked from AEW because I feel like there's so much untapped potential there. And I feel like the box stuff was getting over. You could see that the the crowd at AEW shows was liking it more and more. It was becoming a thing to point him out like well, where's Waldo in the crowd? And he was getting more and more
1: visible every week. I've been at shows because uh, I was front row at Forbidden Door, right? And uh, I was sitting right next to him. And the line of people who line up to take a picture with him in the box.
2: Telling you, man, it's working. It, it worked. Yeah. Um, I gotta give him all the credit in the world for back work. And um, also AEW putting him in a main event uh, where he came back. Uh, And so by the time he did his promo this week, now it feels like it matters. Um, So, yeah, I'm looking forward to the match with Pac. I think that's going to be a good match. Um, Yeah, I think the buy-in is a good place for it. Sorry, Zero Hour is a good place for it. Um, So, yeah, excited for that match. Excited for what Kip does next.
1: Yeah, same. Um, And then we... uh, There was the Sting Darby and Miro promo. And then... uh, there wasn't much else to say there. Uh, I mean, I did like Darby's line of saying that one day uh, Brody King is going to realize how much better he is without Malachi. Uh, but we got CM Punk. So, before you move on,
2: I thought the staying part of this promo was so unintentionally funny. Um, him coming in with the low dark voice. He almost did the Leopold thing where he came in with the with the and you thought he was going to be like this big, bright reaction afterwards. <laughs> I was like, okay.
1: <laughs> I mean, he's very still Sting. And so, uh, yeah, I don't know. He's <laughs> Sting. He's Sting. He's going to be a little corny. He's definitely still brings dad energy to when like you and yes. your friends are, are having a conversation. And then dad walks in and he's like, like hype but in a very way where you're like, Oh, okay, dad.
2: Dial it back just a little bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, dial it back just a little bit. Uh but anyway, Van Twinblade says Kip and I air guitar to welcome to Co" or Welcome Home by Coheed uh before the last STL show. That's great. Um somebody asked if I knew if Kip is getting new music. Pretty sure he is.
2: Uh oh, cool. I, I really liked his old thing, by the way.
1: Yeah, but he's not super bad Kip Sabian anymore. Like I know he, he's got to have just... and
2: those drum fills between. Yeah, I, I really like his old thing, mm-hmm. really catchy. Um,
1: but yeah, so the CM Punk segment, CM Punk in Chicago, in Chicago. Um... It, it, it is weird to me, by the way, that AEW really just has three Chicago places they can go, and they all feel different because I yes. feel like. Now arena, just watching it on TV does not feel like Wind Trust, any way, shape, or form. I kind Wintrust of Wintrust is in a, a lot of ways. It's
2: completely different arena. It's a different feel to it. It kind of feels more intimate than anything else.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I like the way yeah, WinTrust looks on TV a lot. Uh, I really
2: like WinTrust as a as a venue. I've I've been to Wind Trust a few times. It's definitely better being in the city instead of going all the way out to Hoffman. Um, I like it a lot. I wish they would mm-hmm. do more Wind Trust shows.
1: Yeah, well, I think that's, I think Wintrust is their go to Chicago venue for dynamite. I think it is just the right. case of um, like pay per view, like big events, you're going to get United Center. That costs them a shit ton of money. And yes. I don't think there's much of a return on that show. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, and then yes. uh, I feel like really Hoffman is just reserved for all out because yeah. tradition. Tradition but uh, uh they've now done two dynamites at Trust. i think they're gonna i think that's the go-to chicago venue for them and it's uh an easy sell too because it's um i think what it holds like seven thousand people total
2: yeah um speaking of Wintrust oh boy candace parker was cooking
1: yesterday man
2: chicago sky are i feel like chicago sky might repeat um yeah. candace parker had two great showings in a row uh Yesterday she was she was killing. <laughs> 3 so two great
1: showings in a row to the point of where I didn't realize it was two different showings when people were um, posting about it. I'm like, Oh, that was like two days ago. I'm like, Oh no, that was this is new. Okay.
2: Nah. That was the the, the, the other one was the triple double from the other day and then yesterday was the twenty two point game. Yeah. Two different. Uh but yes, no. Nah, she's yeah, that sounds
1: different. she is. Uh, uh But CM Punk here. So CM Punk looking emotional. He felt like um, he talked about the the injury and how he's been told he's 100%. But, you know, it's obviously a new 100% because, you know, he's got screws in his foot. Now he's got plates in his foot. He doesn't know what this new 100% looks like. And uh, he doesn't know if it's good enough. He thought he let his fans down. Um and he also called out a fat guy in the front row who kept chanting Colt Cabana at him. And uh, you could almost tell there was, like, instant regret from bringing that up, and that he was like, probably shouldn't have done that, but... And he brought it um, back around. <laughs> but I you... did not
2: know that that's what he was chanting at him.
1: Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, I could hear it. You could hear him just shouting, Colt Cabana! Yeah, that's not cool. Yeah, and so... Um. He kept yeah. trying, he, and he kept trying afterwards. After Punk said something, you could hear, I think a couple of people caught on to it and were like, oh, let's chant Colt Cabana at CM Punk and see what he does. And uh, he, he brought it around. But then, really, what I liked here in the segment, uh, the, the part of it that turned it all around was Ace Steel makes his way out. Um, I saw that Raj had been making some complaints about them not explaining who Ace steel was i don't feel like they needed to um, but they
2: did twice
1: i know that's what i mean i feel like the only things you needed to understand this and if you truly do feel like you didn't understand who a steel was then you just haven't been paying attention because literally you understood last week when a steel came and helped punk out of the ring i feel like if you didn't know you got two things out of this you should have gotten last week when punk lost a Steel works for AEW. He's close with CM Punk and he cares for him. I feel like all of that, you that was all explained. He has, within. He has, he, if people don't know, he
2: has Ace Steel tattooed on his arm.
1: Yeah, but like, That's
2: how much he means to him.
1: But all of that was explained within seconds last week of Punk losing. When they said on commentary, Ace Steel here helping out CM Punk. I feel like you got it. And then if you didn't get it then, when A Steel came out to grab the contract, commentary literally said, "A Steel, CM Punk's close friend and trainer and confidant, getting the contract." A Steel comes out to the ring. Again, they reiterate on commentary, "A Steel, CM Punk's close friend and confidant." A Steel gets on the mic and starts giving a little bit of a backstory of when he first. Game in contact with CM Punk. That was all you needed there. If you needed any more than that, you should be watching Blue's Clues. And... (laughs) 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 Like, I don't understand. Like, do you need (laughs) somebody to then show up on your screen (laughs) and go, okay, so this man right here, he... But I mean, it was explained last Punk Last week, Ace Deal came
2: out, explained it this week.
1: Do you see CM Punk's friend? Oh, right there. Like, I don't know. I don't feel like <laughs> you could have done <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else you needed oh. from that. But like, I feel like I got that. Like, I I thought that this to me wasn't a whole lot different than the way Adam Pierce kind of eventually became an on screen character and how like We had seen him as an agent backstage. We had seen him doing various things. We knew that he mattered, but, um, you know, I felt like it was enough for us to just know that he did. It wasn't a, oh, he needs a huge backstory or anything like that. Um, I feel like even John Laurinaitis was introduced to the audience that way in WWE and where it was just kind of like, look, he had been name dropped. For like two weeks beforehand, and then he's just an on-screen character all of a sudden because you understood that you got context for how this mattered, um, and I, I thought that was all I needed here. Um, yeah, and so he 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 dropped an f-bomb. Uh, Pw Insider reporting that he was fined for that, and uh, but. I told you guys. I told you guys. I had tweeted. Uh, no, I had the story last week. Um, for those who didn't see my Fightful Select story, I had a story last week about the relationship between Warner Media and AEW and how happy Warner Media has been. And not Warner Media, Warner Brothers Discovery has been with AEW. I talked to both sides. Um, and one of the things that came out of that was that the story that was about the. Uh, the story that the Observer had last week about Warner Brothers Discovery wanting them to tone down the language wasn't actually correct um as not to say that it was like made up it was just uh there were some things taken out of context from the uh the all talent meeting from the week prior but yeah either way um they're definitely not supposed to drop f-bombs though that's the the big thing and uh i think you know the way i I understood it was um you know kind of just stick to your couple of shits but otherwise you're a couple of shits (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, I think they had just been going overboard on the shit stuff, but um, like I said, they that wasn't an edict from Warner Brothers Discovery. Um, what it was was Tony wanting the wrestlers to, to not take liberties with promos, as in, like, don't go into business for yourself. Don't just swear when it's not necessary. Like, stick to the program here. Um, and that's really what it was about, and somehow that all got taken out of context. Uh, and... Oh, a shock in the chat is saying Sammy Guevara does not have a match at the pay per view. Um, I'm pretty sure Tony said on the call today though that after Rampage there will be announcements for uh, more stuff for uh, Zero Hour. So yep, we'll see. The because um. Eddie got moved to Zero Hour. I have a hunch we're gonna get the one on one match between Ty Conti and um, Ruby Soho there. That's my guess as to... That'd be cool.
2: Um, yeah, that'd be a nice way to get them on a card in some way.
1: Uh, but we did see... Well, we got the sit-down, Christian Cage for and War. Or, sorry, and Jungle what?
4: Boy. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, wait, we're sorry, sorry. Moving, sorry. Wait, wait! Promo? We're moving
1: past... Sorry, you're right. There's way more in this promo. My bad. I don't want to move past that because, yeah, Ace Steel talks CM Punk into accepting the, the open challenge. CM Punk grabs the mic from Ace Steel and get Chicago hype, gets him going, runs into the crowd, reminds everybody that this is Chicago. This is CM Punk. You can't drink my blood. You can't break my bones, John Moxley. And he's coming back for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Phil, you felt a way about this.
2: Did I feel a way? Listen, um, I, I think at this point, everybody knows how I feel about my city. I love Chicago with my whole heart. Um uh, come on man. Bulls fan, everything about Chicago. I am a Chicagoan. Um and I'm also like a big punk fan. I do not I do not hide my punk bias. Um so I knew that punk was going to come out and do something tonight to well, last night to uh get us to the title match. Um there was nobody else. Uh, people that were like, Okay, what is the main event? Uh he missed Forbidden Door. They were going to sell the pay-per-view in Chicago with CM Punk as the main event. There was no other option. There was never another option. Um, so I just was like, how do we get from point A to point B? Uh, I figured he was going to come out challenge and do something, but this was so much better than I expected. Um, I was curious at first what they were going to do because he came out and he did what looked like him doing some and I was like, okay, where are we going with this? Uh, but I felt like them getting us the story that he had been humbled last week by, by Moxley was great. I, like Even him um, yelling at the heckler and immediately trying to clean it up um, told us that he kind of learned his lesson because the way he came back was so different. His tone from his first promo back to this one was so different. Um, just him saying, you know, I love you guys, um, but sometimes I don't know why I love this, but I know you guys love me back. Come on, man, I felt something in that moment, man. Cause I'm like, we want him here. But of course I also understand some of the reasons why he would feel that way. Um, and so him doing all that, of course, Ace coming out and firing him up, Ace gave a fantastic performance um, to fire him up, and once he was fired up, man, come on, bro, I blacked out during that promo because I was hyped the entire time. Are you kidding me? Him saying, "I grew, I was born lonely in Christ Hospital in Oak Lawn on the south side of Chicago." Come on, bro, Um, man. Given that line of man, they've been trying to kill me since I was born, and no man has managed to do it yet. And John Moxley, you ain't him. Fam, <laughs> come on, man. Him standing in the crowd and yelling, man, this is Chicago. This is where the weak are killed and eaten. Fam, I felt like there were flex bombs going off after that, bro. Like
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was hyped the entire time. I love how much that spoke to you because like, I'll say this, I don't know anybody who city means more to them than the than Chicago wins. You guys care so much about Chicago. And that is actually really cool to me. Yo, we
2: if nothing else because we 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 have embraced our lovable losers. It's kind of our thing. That's why people are Cubs fans. Like because Cubs are the team that little engine that could. And I feel like that is the guy that Punk was sp- speaking to the entire time in that promo. We, we are the kid. We are that kid from the South Side. We are Derek Rose from the South Side that managed to be the number one pick in that draft pick and got drafted in his hometown. We are the guy that nobody else is checking for. Bear, I mean, being a Bears fan is the most painful experience, <laughs> but we still root for this garbage team. Like, it's just part of the Chicago experience, man. The Chicago experience is rooting for the underdog, and they have somehow managed to make Punk the underdog coming into this pay-per-view match for the title in his hometown. It just was awesome to watch, man. I'm telling you, the best part of wrestling is when it makes you feel something, and I felt something watching that promo. I was, like I said, I was charged the entire time. I was charged hours after it was over. (laughs) I was still charged. Because I was like, I can't wait for this match. I cannot wait to be in the arena. Punk. Nah, that's all you want out of a wrestling build. Um, It was perfect. And I know some people are going to say, oh, it wasn't for me. Hey, that's great if it wasn't for you. It was for me. (laughs) It was for me. I was standing up the entire time.
1: (laughs) Uh, Todd Starr wants to address something. Says... TK's Thunder Rosa comments today confirmed to me that he will never put the women's division as a priority. Um, books them poorly, causing people to not care, then using um, people not caring as further reason to book them poorly. Pure McMahon-level garbage. Um, I will say I was on that call, and I feel like um, the... I don't know if the audio has been released yet. If it has, um, then uh, good. But... I'm not going to defend that because I don't agree with it. But I think the context of what he's saying there was that um, because he did say that if we're talking about a Thunder Rosa match, then, you know, he was like Thunder Rosa has great matches. I would give her the time. Um, But he said, but as far as a promo is concerned, and I don't think Thunder Rosa would even disagree with that, that he said, if you're talking about an eight minute Thunder Rosa promo versus an eight minute CM Punk promo, you go with the eight minute CM Punk promo um i got that part of it i don't uh you know i i agree it's like the the, the cesaro logic that vincent used of like i'm not using him correctly and now he's not a draw um and i am curious to see what the quarters look like this week and the reason i'm curious about what the quarters look like this week is because um the last two episodes of dynamite did not have the women's match in the uh 9:30 slot And also featured Britt Baker. And I believe last week's women's match was the second highest drawing women's match of 2022. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong there, but I'm pretty sure that quarter did that well. Um, The quarters are not out for this week's show, but I'm curious to see how that tag match performed because last week's did so well. And this had stiff competition, but... I'm saying this knowing what the rating was for the show already, even though we haven't talked about it. But we got to speed through now because all of a sudden we got a podcast to get to in 22 minutes, and I still got to go pick up my son. So, (laughs) um, getting through with dynamite. I just looked at the clock. All of a sudden, and we still haven't even gotten the ratings. So we're just gonna keep going through the results here. Um, There was a six-man tag: Wardlow and FTR defeated uh, Silas Young, Ren Jones, and uh, Victor Capri. It's quick. Uh, Yeah, it was just a squash. uh, It was fun. Remind I, us. I thought it was
2: a nice preview for what the latter match will be. It yeah. It was
1: great. Um, they had uh, – so Moxley came back out and uh, basically just continued the sell on, on Punk and Moxley. Uh, but, again, I like that. It's a new thing for AEW, and I've been wanting to see it for a while. I've seen things kind of thread throughout the show, uh, keep uh, things going, keep me interested.
2: Real quick, so this is what I thought about this. When he came back out the second time, um, he had so much fire when he came out the first time. And part of the crowd was divided. Like It seemed like part of the crowd was on his side. When he came back out the second time, it was crickets. Because the Chicago crowd ate up what Punk was serving, and they were no longer on his side. He had lost the crowd at that point. And that's not to say that his promo wasn't great, but you could feel the shift in energy. Um, by that point in the show
1: yes um we had a four-man match uh four-way basically showcasing who's in the uh the casino ladder match we saw Rouge, we saw uh ray phoenix we saw dante martin and we saw wheeler utah um basically go balls to the wall for um I don't know. This was a seven-minute match, and they were just going crazy.
2: Yeah, it was great. Um, yeah, uh, man, I love Dante, man. I, I do too. Part of me really wants him to win that ladder match. but I don't That think would be a to.
1: nice little twist. Um, but, okay, look, we're very short on time, so I am just going to get to what I came here to talk about, the thumbnail on this very video. Guys, trios, tournament, semifinals. United Empires, Aussie Open, and Will Ospreay versus the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, the elite. The elite are back in the house. Kenny was – if you thought Kenny a couple weeks ago was showing some signs of rust, which I think he was working you there, but um, I felt like here, Kenny – if you thought Kenny a couple weeks ago was like at 75%, I felt like this Kenny – came off to me like a hundred percent not a hundred maybe 90 um there was a little bit still missing there but i had so much fun with this match um starting with kenny's intro from justin roberts and pretty much non-stop digs at will osprey amazing that Uh,
2: (laughs) was awesome i loved it
1: so great well, I think, to me, I think Kenny has the best theme music in AEW. I think he's got some of the best theme music in wrestling, period. But just the fact that uh, getting to hear it, but Justin Roberts basically burying Will Ospreay out there. and then, uh, And then, of course, I wasn't sure, but they knew what we wanted. This is a rare thing in pro wrestling. When we get a tag match and there's two opponents that we desperately want to see go at it, never do we just start with them right it's always like kind of built to but no we just got Will Osprey in the ring Kenny Omega in the ring and the way that these guys just start trading with each other it made me immediately feel like give me the singles give it to me right now give me the match I need it I need it yesterday just give me this match uh I thought the offense just looked beautiful The way um, they were taking each other's offense and and, and pie-facing each other. And like these two look like two guys who are the best in the ring at what they do, but also very much do not like each other. Great shit here. Uh, But the Young Bucks and Aussie Open also held their own. I thought that uh, everything here was just excellent, crowd-pleasing pro wrestling. And I was just having fun with it. I, 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 one of the biggest things people like to throw around is, is a lack of storytelling in these types of matches. But, like, that's exactly what this match was doing, was telling me a story of, uh, you know, guys who want to win trios titles but also very much do not like each other. There were callbacks here. There was everything I love about pro wrestling. Everything I personally love was happening in this match getting to see Kenny do what he does best though. And can't beat it. Also, they use Kenny's protective stuff to their uh, to their advantage. Yeah. And to the point of where it worked, it got over with the crowd. The way Will Ospreay toward the end of the match pulled Kenny's shirt off and the crowd booed that and then started pulling at his his medical tape and uh, all of that. It, w- it was clear that those were devices used to, gra- to gain sympathy. It all looked good. Um, we got a solid 20 minutes here of just <sighs> balls-to-the-wall Man. action. Um, and match. Yeah, it was a great match. Kenny wins with the V-trigger, followed by the one-winged angel. One, two, three. Battle cry happens. After the show was over, Kenny and the Bucks cut a promo and then get jumped by... Uh, by united empire as a reminder this ain't over and then will Ospreay says that he's done with aew for the foreseeable future so as people have been guessing if this is happening might be
2: happening in the tokyo dome um i love this match um i i love the intro i just think kenny knows how to make a moment and i think that's just because he is so used to the the spectacle and the theatrics of Japanese wrestling that he knows he knows how to make a moment. He's done so many things at AEW that are still like my favorite moments in wrestling. Him coming back as sent for that Halloween episode. is still one of the greatest things ever. Um, so this interest is up there with me. It just, it's just so funny. It's such a Kenny thing to do. It's totally his humor. Uh, starting the match and let you know right away, this is a grudge match, not just making a trios match was so good and then getting to all the trio stuff. uh, One of the things I've really enjoyed about the trios tournament is they have not just made these into like, all right, it's just six man matches. They've given you great tandem offense from every team in this tournament. Every match with the elite so far, they've shown you why they're the most experienced team in the tournament because all of their offense and their chemistry looks so fluid and smooth. That combo they did in the middle of the match man come on man that shit was crazy uh the 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 counter out of osprey into the snapdragon which osprey countered and then went for the dive and Kenny was waiting for it snapdragon them onto also a great great sequence uh i think the storytelling they've done in this is so good um and really it's counted all the way back from the G1 finals if you've been watching it Because in the G1 Finals, if you watched, uh, Ospreay tried to beat Okada with the one-winged angel and it cost him the match. And so I was sitting watching it this time and I was like, he's trying to do the PWG spot. He's trying to beat the Bucks. It's the same mistake he made in the G1 Finals and it cost him the match again. And so after the match, when he's sitting on a ramp and he's sitting there frustrated, because he doesn't understand what he's done wrong and i was like that's because kenny omega is in your head you're not just trying to beat him by being the best osprey you're trying to still prove his point that you're better at being omega than he is
1: is beautiful stuff um this gets an a plus for me uh only thing that doesn't s tier it is um commercials and then also like, uh, I know what Will Ospreay was going for, but he didn't get all of it on that uh, shooting star. Um, and so uh, everybody called it the shooting star. Like, what did he do? Just kind of like an ass-to-mouth kind of thing. So either way, <laughs> um, that was what somebody on Facebook had said. And so I was like, okay. There's a little mistiming there, but everything else was great. A+. Uh, talking about CM Punk and uh, a Steel uh, Shanika says, A-Steel had me ready to fight. Uh, and you did, man.
2: I was charged up.
1: Aaron says, that building had such a vibe during the punk promo. It was wild. Uh, I kind of wish blood, I was there. Jay blood said, the, this wasn't what we talked about in the back. Well, it was an amazing shot. And uh, we also have a Humper chat. Uh, this one is from KC KCC Andrew. Uh, says, three-month member, first humper chat. The latter match at All Out is going to be crazy. Who do you guys think the Joker will be? Would love to see Andrade win, but feels like whoever it is will be losing to either Mox or Punk, unless it's MJF as the Joker. My gut tells me to go with MJF, but I could also see it being Samoa Joe. Um, yeah,
2: I, I think it's going to be Max. Um, I wouldn't be mad at Samoa Joe versus Punk at Arthur Ashe. Um, I think that would be a great... great uh call back for roh fans i think that'd be a nice uh main event for that show um but my gut is telling me it's mjf
1: yeah uh and then also we have a uh we have ratings are you guys ready for readings uh so don't know what all the fear was about apparently because i know there was worry that the show wouldn't perform well against us open not true. Did a million, uh, 29,000. Nah. Nah, punk 20, back, 000. bro.
2: P- punk's a drunk. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry, punk haters.
1: So it, that was good enough to get it in at number two, um, right behind the U.S. Open. Uh, but it still did a point three five rating, which I believe is one of the best in a while. Um, yeah. So either way, Dynamite did good this week. And yeah. I'm sure we'll get the little press release from Warner Bros. Discovery. But outside of that, folks uh join us over on fightful select uh it'll probably be about 15 minutes because i gotta go pick up my son from school um but in about 15 minutes we'll be on fightful select for another edition of ask Grapsity. me philip Lindsay, and righteous reg join us there we'll be there very very shortly uh outside of that folks thanks for tuning in to this edition of day after dynamite and we'll have more for you next week Uh, for philip lindsey i'm will washington see you next time have a great day peace peace